there's still a small chance that she may feel under pressure and be like, oh my gosh, actually, no, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, aka It's Dana B. And I'm Michelle at Modernly Michelle. So as you guys know, well, first of all, this is episode 12. Yay! (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about Jada Pinkett Smith, August Alcina, and (laughs) Willard Smith. (laughs) Not Willard. Is that his real name? I think his real name is Willard. I would have never guessed. But yes, let's get into this entanglement. Girl, ever since the Red Table Talk dropped, that has been the word of the internet. So Jada and August got into an entanglement about four and a half years ago. And entanglement meaning relationship. She called it an entanglement, so we're going to respect her wishes and call it that. And during that time, um, Will and Jada claimed that they were separated. Like they were basically on the verge of like, or just basically over. And August Alcina was pretty young around that time because he's about our age, actually. Yeah, so he was pretty young around that time. And he was just spending a lot of time with the Smith family because he was going through a lot. He was going through, um, I believe, a lot of anxiety. He was dealing with um, like drugs as well. I think he was also sick, uh, like physically sick. So he was just going through a lot. And I think he really wanted to spend time with the Smith family to help heal. And, you know, Jada loves to help people heal that's like her life's mission is healing the world okay and i have my own thoughts on that but carry on okay based on what i've been seeing on the internet dana people have been saying that jada was wrong she took advantage of august because as you guys know her and will are back together right so obviously her and august didn't work out and people are saying that jada took advantage of him she was in her 40s early, I think early forties or mid forties around that time, he was in his early twenties. And if the roles were reversed and it was August who was doing that to Jada, there would have been way more of an attack that way. Do you agree with that? I do agree that if the roles were reversed, people would be significantly more upset. I saw some people saying that's pedophilia and things of that nature, which I disagree. Yes, he was young. Yes, they have a 19 or 20 year age difference, but it's legal. Yep. Socially, it may be a tad bit unacceptable, but I don't think she took advantage of him, really. Hmm. I do understand that he was sick and he was going through a lot. And unless we can prove that she was manipulative in their relationship, it could be something that he wanted. He's talked openly in the past about how he doesn't have the best relationship with his mother. So maybe seeing Jada in that mother figure, but like not quite your mother, some kind of attraction grew and... He got the healing he needed. I mean, he was on uh, the show talking about how he loved her so deeply and he could die a happy man today. So, I mean, she did something right, I guess. I don't know. It's so tough. I just, I don't know, Michelle. It is crazy. But what I will say is maybe she let him on because where Mm. August fully in love and he probably thought he was going to be in a serious long-term relationship with her. She was just trying to find happiness for that time, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just messy. Yeah. I, yeah, it's definitely messy. And it's so crazy because that just shows you when it comes to your own personal healing and love and life, it doesn't matter what age you are. Because it wasn't like they were both in their 20s. Of course, like, you know, when you're when you're in your 20s, you're typically, like, it's assumed that you're a little bit 
emotionally immature, you know? So it makes sense that, cause I know some people were like August, you know, and I think you just mentioned that too, which I agree. Like he was of age, he could make his own decisions and he did. Right. Uh, but at the same time too, you, you are emotionally immature when you're twenties or typically, let me not say you are typically people are seen as emotionally immature. And then just with all of the different layers of the different things he was experiencing, I'm sure Jada just seemed like his safety, right? So not only were, you know, they, she was helping him heal. He was, she was his safety. He was blowing her back out. Probably it was, I'm sure it was just a lot. <laughs> Michelle, I did not see that coming. Listen, now I understand why she called it an entanglement because it's just a lot of just backs being blown out. Like she didn't really know what was going on. Right. She didn't know what was going on. But I can understand Will's embarrassment. Mm, let's talk about it. And his anger. For a couple of reasons. First of all, your wife. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. This mm-hmm. is new information to us, but it's not new information to them. Yes, because it happened four and a half years ago. So for exactly. them, they've already, again, Jada's favorite word, healed and they've moved on for them. <laughs> but now we're just being caught up. <laughs> right, right. So now that we're all caught up, maybe he has to like relive all of that again. But I would say I understand his embarrassment because one, August came into the family by way of Jaden, I think. The two of them were friends. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow. So my wife had a relationship with someone who's 20 years younger than her. The young boy was actually my son's friend. And the family took him in. It wasn't just like a random person. This is someone who we have a nickname for. We call him Og. Girl. I'm over here walking him in into the family and he's blowing your back out. Going to the West Wing of the Smith house and blowing her back out. Ain't that something? <laughs> that is crazy. And then I'm sure because since she talked so much about helping him heal, she had to pull on her resources and network, which by default, if you're married, that probably means you were also pulling on Will's resources and network. So mm-hmm. he's thinking he's being a mentor. He's helping this young man find his way, not knowing that at night he caked up. He laid up with your, oh, at the time you thought was going to be your ex-wife. So it's like, okay, does that make it different because they were separated and because they really thought their marriage was going to end? Hmm. Does that make it different? Like, what do you mean by that? Because I feel like a lot of people are upset with Jada because she they're saying she took advantage of him and she's embarrassing Will. And I've seen some people say Jada needs to learn how to control her side chick. But <laughs> she wasn't in a relationship with Will at that time. That is true. And I feel like she really made that her mission and her goal. We have to also remember, like, Will and Jada have a brand, Right. So although like there's been a lot of speculation about them being in an open relationship these past few years, and I know they don't call their marriage a marriage, they call it a life partnership. So we already know there's some, there's some difference, you know, <laughs> some differences of opinions from, you know, typically society, what society says and what the Smiths got going on in terms of their marriage. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, I don't, I don't know. Does it make it different? Like, it's just a lot of layers. She really made it her mission to sh- like to share that at the red, the red Table Talk. 
and to say we were on the verge of we were over I think Will was like we were on the verge and she was like no we were done we were done and I just really wanted to feel good I haven't felt good in so long and I felt like that was her like capping for herself like just letting y'all know it wasn't like all peachy keen and I decided to slide like no listen I was over Will I didn't want to see his face anymore. I want to see August's face and other parts of him. And we healed together. First of all, I want you to know you're very, very, very petty. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. Jada goes say she hadn't felt good in a long time. She dragged it. I saw the O's leave her mouth as she was saying a long time. <laughs> she naturally felt low anyway, though, because she wants to come off as super deep and insightful and philosophical so i feel like she constantly draw drug she constantly drags out her words and she takes really long pauses to let it sit and that's me pressing the red table that she loves to press on <laughs> with the legs folded indian style on the chair i was like come on jada <laughs> jada was like if i could press into through this wood on the table i would she probably couldn't, she knew she wouldn't be able to press hard enough. So she just folded the legs Indian style. And she was like, listen, I'm ready to address this. And I'm bringing myself to the table. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Will just looked like he was fed up and upset. And it makes me think um, also when he was saying he's going to get her back. Yes. But before you get into that real quick, I was actually going to ask you, what did you think about their interaction during the red table talk because it was only like 12 minutes long i know for me i was like why does will look so tired yeah he looked through like he would look like he didn't sleep for like four days and was like dang this table talk is on friday you know what let me just go ahead and get this out of the way i think they were trying to laugh about it but it still came off a little bit forced mm -hmm. i think even though it happened four and a half years ago, there's still something going on uh, that made it feel, and it could have just been the conversation. Maybe from day to day, they're fine. But I felt awkward watching the conversation. Like it was so much tension. Yeah. It looked like Jada was at peace with everything, but Will was still hurt. I, for him, I felt like he, he looked like he was embarrassed. He looked like he was pissed off. And he looked like he wanted to tell Jada, like, everything that's coming out of your mouth right now is full. Like, you're basically full of feeling. The yes, I agree. I agree. And I really like the fact that you said that you felt like Jada, like, you can tell that it seemed like she was at peace with everything. Because when he said, when he brought up the line and was like, oh, I feel like, you know, the people that were standing next to their um, significant others and like, yeah, you know, I'm still going to be with her, da, 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 whatever. And he was like, through her transgressions, Jada was like, I didn't see it as a transgression. She was like, hold on. Well, didn't we clear this up years ago? I, listen, this wasn't, mm -mm, don't put that on me. So I could, you could tell there was a lot of like tit for tat in there, which is true within marriage. Like, it's not going to be like, even if it is something you've gotten past, if something has happened in your relationship, if you have a person who's petty within the relationship, there's going to be a little tit for tat. When he was like, I'm going to get you back. And she was like, what do you mean? You already did. Right. So that lets you know, he's not innocent in all of this either. The only difference is he was able to... I mean, she was too up until August went and ran his mouth. And I really want to know why. Why would you bring it up? Four, four and a half years later, you're still in love with her? Let it go. Let me tell you why I think he brought it up. 
one, it was done interview style, right? So he's brought it up. I think it was brought up before, like years, maybe two years ago or something. And it wasn't really addressed, right? So well, that's one. Two, it was, he got interviewed by Angela Yee. So I feel like, and he's also in a, currently dropping an album. And he's in the process of showing his healing through his album. So it's not just an album. He has like music videos and pictures and stuff, just showing his journey throughout this whole time where he's been gone. Cause we heard like a, one or two songs from August Alsina and he disappeared. Right. So he's showing his journey and a part of his journey is Jada. So I feel like that's why. And a lot of people were calling they're like, Oh, like that was like trash of him to bring it up and stuff. And I'm like, guys, he's, he's releasing content. You can expect that nowadays. Wow. Even though Jada's at peace with it, if I was Jada, I would be upset with August. Of course. I'm sure she feels some type of way. She feels some type of way. She was still defending him, though. She was defending him because she was just like, oh, what I think August meant and da 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 da. You can tell she was still, she still has that protection over him, even though they haven't spoken to each other in a while. But yeah, girl. Mm-mm. I know she felt some type of way. That's why she was like, I'm not sure why he's bringing this up now. Girl, he wants us to get that CD. Content creation. Content creation. Virality. You hear me? Yep. And it definitely, I mean, I guess it worked uh, for him. But honestly, I think it worked more for the Smiths if it's true that there's no such thing as bad publicity. Mm, It definitely worked for them. And they were able to control the narrative too. They controlled it to say what? So basically... So I actually heard this from someone else. So I'm not going to take all the credit. I don't remember who, but I was watching a video and I heard this from someone else. But they were basically saying that Will's image is kind of like that fun, spotless, good guy, always making people laugh, always smiling, whatever. So seeing him in this light, they were able to control the narrative to where Will came out pretty much spotless, pretty much. So he's seen as like the man scorned right? Even though they were technically separated, he seems like the man scorned. And they were also able to control it because they were able to sit across from each other and show everybody that their marriage has, or their life partnership has, and will continue to withstand the test of time. Every time you say life partnership, it makes me cackle. And I just, I can't with you or Jada and Will. (laughs) That's what they call it. I'm just trying to respect them. I appreciate you putting respect on their marriage, on their life partnership. Though. Life partnership. Right. So they're, they were able to show that their life partnership has withstood the test of time. And that brings me to that line that they said, like, of course, them again, trying to like laugh it off where they were like, we ride together. We die together. Bad marriage for life. I was like, I cringed. I, it was so crazy. Why? Why did y'all think that was cute? You think they rehearsed that? It seemed a little kind of like, kind of, like they kind of had in the back of their mind. Like, I don't think it was rehearsed, but it was kind of like, okay, we need to think of like, what, what can we, what can we throw in there? If the air, like if the, the space in the room starts to get dead or we seem uncomfortable, like what can we throw in there? Or she probably could have just said that from the dome, like just dropped it. Cause even after Will was like, ah. oh, that was bad. <laughs> so. It felt, I think because it was so cringy and it was so like, there was so much of like a back and forth and tension, it felt real enough. It didn't feel, I mean, they're both actors, right? Actor and actress. So they have years of experience. 
But to me, it felt real. Mm. It felt real. Like you can feel the tension from Will's side. You can feel how Jada was has completely moved on, and she's perfectly fine. That piece, you know, that's just a spot in her life. So dang, I don't know if I should be sympathizing with Will again because he did his dirt too. But I think even when she stopped him after he said, "Oh, like a transgression thing," and she said, "No, it wasn't a transgression." I feel like, dang, you can't even give me that. Like, I know you've moved past it and you're fully healed and my healing is not your responsibility, but your actions is what put us here. Even though you've healed and you've moved on, it kind of felt like, you know, I'm good. I know it hurt, my bad, but I'm healed. You need to do your inner work too. There was like some level of nonchalance that just, if I was will, would kind of get under my skin a little bit. Right. Especially because he wasn't just some like random guy. I felt like this would have been a little bit better or a little bit more of like a, yeah, better pill to swallow if he was, if he was a random guy, but he was someone, like you said, Jaden's friend, they brought him into the fold, hanging out with Will, this, this and that. And then it's like, this is the guy that you choose. And he's 20. So now you make me feel like an old fart, you know, like, so it's just, yeah, I know Will definitely. He had to kind of show all his little macho-ness, too. He couldn't just sit there and be, like, meek, you know, like, yeah, it happened. He had to kind of push back a little bit. So when she said entanglement, he was like, let the people know what it really is. Right. You know, like, he had to, he definitely had to, like, push back. And I kind of like that because that's how it would be if the shoe were on the other foot. If it was a woman, we would have done the same thing. Entanglement, what is that? Can you define that? No, I need you to run it back and tell me what it really was. A relationship, not an entanglement. Yeah, you're right. Honestly, this just shows that relationships are hard and they're messy and they're difficult. And even when you think like you're doing the right thing for each other in that moment, the repercussions can be long lasting and can always hurt. For sure. And they are, they also don't need to tell us anything else. What they gave us is what they gave us. Everyone is just going to have to swallow that and make memes and talk about it for the next week or so and then we'll just go back to normal unless august or someone from will's past shreds their nda and is like eff it now it's my turn so i don't know but let's jump into the strawberry what do you think a strawberry is for this situation i think the strawberry is the this couple that so many people have looked up to were able to humanize themselves and mm. show people their marriage comes with a lot of ups and downs and there's nothing that's perfect. Right. That's why relationship goals are like, oh, marriage goals and that. No, guys, no, because you're not married to that person. You're not in that relationship. You don't like you just don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Your marriage is your marriage goal. Your relationship is your relationship goal. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think for me regarding like the lemon is that it was something that was made public, which sucks. You know, although they are public figures, you still have some things that you would prefer to kind of keep near and dear to you, especially if you have a brand like the Smiths, you know, (laughs) for sure. And I would also say, too, another lemon, of course, is that people got hurt in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. Honestly, I just wish them the best. August as well. I hope that it's not just talking about emotional healing, but it's true work that we can see the result of it. 
or even if we don't see it, they can see and feel the result of it. So I just pray for their marriage. I pray for them as individuals. And I hope that August is able to be um, completely healed from this and move on. It's been a long time. So Jada must have really had an impact on him if four and a half years later, he's still saying like, I love her with all my heart and could die a happy man today or something like that. Yeah. Agreed. Alrighty, guys. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> we're now going to get into our rant about men handling rejection. Let's talk about it. This topic is actually requested by one of our listeners. Shout out to you. We hope we do you proud with us covering men handling rejection. Although we are women, we can only share from our perspective. <laughs> yes, we're going to share our perspective because typically we are the ones on the opposite side of men dealing with said rejection. So I first want to start off by saying I don't think that all men cannot handle rejection. Of course, yeah. It's not a blanket statement. But it's very typical that men get severely offended when a woman tells them no. And we want to share why we think that is. Our listener shared a Facebook post with me where the guy wrote out, men, if you're going to propose, make sure you don't set yourself up to be publicly embarrassed. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand that, especially if you're going to propose. I believe that's a conversation that should be had way before you think about buying a ring. That's not something you just spring on somebody. Girl, yeah, we're going to get into that. But what did the, what did the <laughs> men in the comments have to say, though? They basically were saying if they proposed to someone and got rejected, that they would resort to violence. Yes, there were a lot of like, if there's a if there's a body of water next to us, just know you might not see her anymore. It was a lot of those kind of comments for sure. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that they were trying to be funny, but I'm someone who doesn't take domestic violence jokes lightly. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and saying that, you know, you won't see her anymore. You're implying murder. Mm, child. They did absolutely turn it into physical pain. I'm going to make you rue the day, basically. It was very aggressive. I was like, oh my gosh, really? You should not be proposing to her at Applebee's if you don't know if it's a full house. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> It's just, it's a scary world, man. It is. It is because of course, like, well, not of course, but it seems as if most of them were just saying that as a joke. Cause it was a lot of like waterfall comments of people. Like the first person put that little violent comment and then everyone was just like, oh, here's what I do. Here's what I do. But it's just like, okay. So in the back of your mind is like the girl that you potentially may propose to, should she be worried? I think if you're going to propose to someone, please speak about marriage beforehand. Please like <laughs> ensure that you guys <laughs> are both kind of on the same or not kind of both on the same page with that. Also, like another way to men, if you'd like to know, is that if you guys have been talking about life post marriage and like merging your lives together, if that's how you want to handle it when it comes to finances and stuff. But just overall, though, just merging your lives together, if you're kind of having those conversations and getting really in depth with the person you want to marry you have a better chance or closer to 100% chance that that person wants to marry you. There's still a small chance that she may feel under pressure and be like, oh my gosh, actually, no, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> but at the same time too, at least you know if you guys have had this conversation 
you won't have to deal with that public rejection. And it's a simple question. Do you see yourself marrying me? Would you like to marry me one day? Once you start thinking about it, just kind of casually put it out there so you can get a feel for what she's thinking. But don't think you guys just had a great date. You love talking to her. You're ready to propose. You should probably get some input from your partner first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we sometimes see that on TV though, where it's just kind of like, I'm just going to get a ring. I love her. I'm just going to do it. And it can work, but maybe something like that you do at home or you do <laughs> near somewhere where there aren't a lot of people. I don't know. Right. No one enjoys being rejected. Nobody wakes up today like, you know what? Today's a good day to be rejected. I haven't been rejected in some time. Today's the right. day. <laughs> no one enjoys it. In order to be rejected, you have to put yourself out there. You put yourself... And it sounds a little dramatic, but you do put yourself at the mercy of someone else. So I completely understand. I don't take that away from men at all. I say this all the time. I give kudos to men because it's hard to put yourself out there. And I've seen a lot of men say, well, women don't know how to handle rejection. You're probably right because we're typically not the ones pursuing men. So let's first talk about some reasons why men can't handle rejection and then maybe we'll think of some better ways to handle it. Not that we're therapists. Yes. <laughs> Disclaimer, we're not. <laughs> exactly. So go ahead, what is one reason why you think some men cannot handle rejection? Part of it is ego. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> ego, you hear me? There are a lot of men who, you know, have a big ego about themselves or boast themselves up. And you can tell that you can tell it's that kind of guy if they're always flaunting certain things or, you know, over sexualizing themselves and what they do to women and how much women love them and this, this and that. So if you have that kind of guy and you're planning on telling him no when it comes to proposing or just whatever, when it comes to rejection, period, I would definitely say, yeah, that those are one of the flags where it's like, we better watch out. Because he might have been on that Facebook post. I 1,000% agree. Ego and pride. Mm -hmm. And men have been socially trained or socialized to believe they can do anything and they can get anything that they want. Mm -hmm. That's just a part of the patriarchal society that we live in. So as a result of that, when they get rejected after they've spent you know, years believing that you're the man, you can do anything you want, you can achieve anything you want. To be rejected, it becomes offensive to their ego and their pride. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. So when they get rejected, it's an offense. They automatically feel the need to attack the person that has hurt their pride and their ego. For sure. I think rejection as a whole is just offensive to a lot of men in their manhood. Now, if I were to think of another reason, I would say some men may not be able to handle rejection well because of fatherlessness. Hmm. If they don't have a strong male role model, a strong mentor, typically that's your father, but sometimes it's an uncle, it's a coach, it's a school teacher, it's a businessman who gives back to the community. If they don't see manhood role modeled for them in a way that makes them feel empowered 
when they are rejected, I think some men go back to the rejection they feel in their lives. And since they can't control that rejection, they can't change that situation. They try to take out the frustration on the woman who turned them down. That is a really good analysis. Really, really good. And even if it's not fatherhood, I'm sure it could also be like you said, where they're just pulling from all of the rejection in their life. So now they're going back to that one time that they wanted their parents to be at a soccer game or be at a football game and wasn't there. Whether it's a small rejection or a big rejection, you're automatically flustered and overwhelmed and angry and feel some type of way because you're pulling from all of your past experiences, combining it together and then putting it on that person. Exactly. Exactly. They're projecting. A lot of men, when they feel hurt because they don't know how to deal with those emotions, you know, you hear a lot of time people will be like, stop crying like a little girl. Boys don't cry. Suck it up. Man up. When they're dealing with hurt, they don't know how to deal with that. So it comes out as anger. Yep. Mm-hmm. it's going to come out as I want to throw you into this river and no one will be able to find your body. Child. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. And I feel like anger, anger, excuse me, is an easy emotion. So it always goes back to like, you know what? If you project something on me, I'm going to take it out on you and I'm going to take it out on you physically. A lot of men are competitive. So it's like, oh, you embarrass me by rejecting me? I'm going to embarrass you even more. I'm going to hurt you even more. You think you can hurt me? I'm really going to make you feel the pain. Yes. As people, we should always strive to just try to be better. And I can see where a reality where you could figure out what happened, where the disconnect was, and whether or not you should move on. Yeah. That's definitely something that has to be taught and learned. But if men are constantly being socialized, that emotions and communication is not important. It's just your, it's just the result. They're not going to be able to walk through it the way you just sort of laid it out for us. Yes. And that's why I said, I know it's easier said than done, but that's the point of this podcast, right? It's to at least try to inject (laughs) some, (laughs) some goodness. Like maybe we can try guys. Can we try to communicate better? I don't know. I know it ain't easy and we try. Yeah. Yeah. So another reason I think some men cannot handle rejection well is because they feel entitled. Okay. Tell us more. They feel, they feel like the world owes them something. They think it's a man's world. And if you're, especially men who over sexualize women and only see them as their body parts and what they can get from them. They can't handle rejection because it's like, what? You're here to please me. You're here to sexually satisfy me and do what I say. How dare you think you can speak up for yourself? Mm. So I think men who are who feel entitled don't know how to handle rejection because they haven't been taught that you have to earn things in life. Mm. Yeah. Just because you think you deserve doesn't mean anything. It does not mean anything because that person that you're trying to pursue or whatever it may be, they have the right to have their own opinions and feelings too. No one should have to feel like they have to say yes to make you feel good about yourself. I'm sorry. Like the world does not revolve around you. I know it kind of sucks. I'm not sorry about that. The world doesn't revolve around you. 
Yeah, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> it sucks, bro. I know. But listen, it is what it is. Some men just do not want to feel unwanted. They don't give women enough credit, but I think women play a bigger role on men's ego than they will say. So when they get rejected, it makes them feel unwanted. It makes them feel like, oh, snap, she's out of my league. So they just, I don't know. Men do better. I think this is the perfect transition to go into our revelation. Because <laughs> we through. Girl, this has been a lot. We're just so through. So what is your uh, revelation for this episode, Dana? I will say my revelation is a lot of boys are taught they are immortal. Hmm. They are taught that the world is theirs. And I think that's important. You should definitely boost your children up in that mm-hmm. way. But when you look at dynamic, the dynamic between young boys and young girls, when a boy is throwing rocks at a girl or pulling her hair or tripping her or making fun of her, essentially bullying her, most adults will tell that child, the girl, he likes you. He's just being a boy. That's how you know he likes you. And as we've discussed this today, it just makes me realize that's a lesson I do not want to teach my daughter. If a boy trips you, he puts his hands on you, that does not mean he likes you. And you don't have to accept that. If he likes you, he needs to be able to communicate that with his words. And if I have a son, I'm going to teach him, if you're trying to get a girl's attention, don't do it by trying to hurt her. That's ineffective. And I refuse to allow my son to take that into adulthood. That's good. That's good. Because that's where that aggression and that anger is able to develop. Exactly. Use your words. Use your words. Open your mouth. Yes. Yes. And I think I do a pretty good job of turning guys down. You know my go-to line, Michelle. (laughs) I got a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. But thank you. That's so nice of you. I've just crafted that response. It's my go-to. And I think I was talking to you, Michelle, the other day. How I was like, I've been loyal to this boyfriend since forever. Yes. Yes, loyal guys. Y'all just don't know. <laughs> but it's necessary though, because if you if you do turn a man down, sometimes they keep asking because they're trying to they don't they don't understand why they're being turned down. Mm. But the minute you say I have a boyfriend, because a lot of men look at women as objects, they won't say it that way, but their actions reflect that. They look at you as an object. So if you let them know you belong, and I'm using air quotes here, to another man, they'll respect that a lot more than I'm not interested. Mm, yeah, because they can actually like put not a face to a name, but they're able to associate it with something like, okay, rejection because boyfriend. Boom, got it. Can we be friends though? No, he don't want me to have friends. Boyfriend doesn't allow friends. All right, got it. Bet. Exactly. That's literally literally it. That was so perfect. When you just say you're not interested, they're trying to understand like, what? Why wouldn't you want me? But when they know someone else is already filling the shoes they want to, they're like, okay, there's another, you know, headline in there. So I'm just going to go find my own pack. I don't know if that was a good analogy, but that's what I get from it. What do you think about women starting to tell men that they're currently in an entanglement? I think women like that are petty. 
and I like it. Can you give that a shot, Dana, and tell me how it goes? No, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm in entanglement right now. If he gets it, he would actually get cool points. If he doesn't get it, I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't stand a chance anyway. So bye. <laughs> so bye. <laughs> That's so good. I do want to state that women are not innocent in all of this. Yes. Sometimes men can't handle the rejection well because the woman who's doing the rejection just does a poor job. I've seen women just get loud. They're mean. You know, sometimes women are so used to not being the one in power when it comes to like a man and woman relationship. So when they get those two minutes to play a man, they take it and run with it and try to embarrass him in front of her friends. So women, we need to not do that. That's not cute. That's not cool. If we're going to call out men and ask them to do better, we can do a better job as well. That's exactly what I was going to say. A part of my rant too, like I had in the back of my mind that we're just, we weren't, we didn't really address the other side, but yes, for sure. I can see where sometimes where a guy may get frustrated. I'm not saying you got to resort to like physical, you know, whatever, but I can see because yeah, some girls be showing out, be like, oh no, I don't want you. And it's like, damn, you could have just told me no that you were in entanglement or you had a boyfriend or something. Like, I would accept it. Like, dang, you you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that it's okay to lie to get a guy off your back. I'm not encouraging lying. I'm just saying it works for yes, me. It works for her lifestyle. <laughs> it does work for my lifestyle. And of course, if you need to buck up after several times or a couple of times you're cleaning yourself, feel free to do that. But initially, just be nice about it. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I would say my revelation is just as people, how we have so many layers to ourselves. And while it is easy for us to say these things and address it, we do also have to keep in mind that we don't know where that person came from, what they've been through and different things like that. But we know at the end of the day, our podcast is about us just analyzing different things and then sharing different ways where you can become a better person or try to grow in that area. And I just feel like we just all need to continue to focus on growing as people because there should be no reason why you should want to throw somebody off of a boat because they bruised your ego. Like, I'm sorry. But at the same time, too, <laughs> there are a lot of layers to everything. So it's just it's complicated being a human. Wow, that was a perfect way to end the episode it's complicated being a human period great revelation great revelation all righty you guys thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of rants and revelations please go ahead follow us on instagram at rants and revelations.tv let us know your thoughts about men handling re rejection especially when it comes to you how do you turn a guy down and what has been the result in the past we love you guys, and we'll catch you on another episode of Rants and Revelations. Bye, guys. Bye.